Hello, I'm oh, Levi wow. Sanders. I'm Hunter Harrison. And I'm Jay Schaefer. And this is the Average Joe Theology Woo, Show. Boom, boom. So we're starting something new. As you know, we finished our Doctrines of Grace series. Mm-hmm. Um, Feels like it took forever. It did take a long time. <laughs> On our end, at least. It took a while. Uh, we had a couple, you know, Saturday. We, well, we had like two months that we didn't do an episode. Yeah. And then we, we took a Saturday break to do to celebrate Reformation Day. If you haven't checked out that mm. live stream on our Facebook page, mm-hmm. that was so fun. It was a good time. Um, a lot a of you guys time. tuned in and stuff, so that was cool. But now we're starting a series to go through the Old Testament. Now, that sounds like oh, a yeah. humongous challenge, oh. right? Um, Here we go. Some of it we're going to go. Yeah, yeah. Some of it we're going to go into very in-depth. Some of it we're going to go into more kind of just summing up what happens in this book or in this part of Israel's history, so on and so forth. But we just kind of want to lay out an, an easy-to-understand um, run-through of the Old Testament, right? If you've never read through the whole Old Testament or if you're curious about some um, theological sections in it or if you have mm-hmm. questions about some some stuff that arises send that in or just tune in and, and hopefully we'll address your question but we're starting today just addressing genesis chapter one through chapter three so mm-hmm. talking about creation and the fall um, we've each got some notes and some stuff to to talk about here hunter <laughs> left his notes at home oh my gosh but yeah, I mean that—that's what we want to do. Professional here, ill prepared, and and really, Chase brought up this idea to say, let's walk through somewhere where, walk through some scripture where, um, you know, deep theological truths could be addressed and mm-hmm. and kind of contemplated, but really, a new believer or somebody who has not read the Old Testament could follow along and and un- right. and learn a lot mm-hmm. about the about right. scripture. Well, I know, like, whenever maybe I was a new believer, and I, I would be like. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna start writing Genesis. Boom, right in the beginning. And then I just read. And I wouldn't I would just miss so much. Yeah. So many things. And then that you get would, in over your head, you're like, I do not know what's going on. How exactly. how does this what does this have to do with, with right. me being a new believer? How do I apply this to my life? Right. Mm-hmm. So many different things. Yeah. So um that's that's our goal here. And we hope that's beneficial to you. If yeah. you if you enjoy it, um, you know, send us a Thing saying that you enjoy it. If you if you don't enjoy <laughs> it, you want some some stuff to change, send us a comment or or contact us yeah. on our website, um, and and we'll do some different stuff. But before we get into it, we want to you we want you to pause this video momentarily right here. and go read Genesis one through three. Okay, just do it. We'll give you just a second. Okay, ready? Okay, good job. Wow. You're back with us. What did you think? There's so much there, right? <laughs> okay. So um. There's a lot there. There yeah. is. There's so so we're just going to dive right in, right? Yeah. You ready? In, in, Are you ready? Dive in. In the beginning. In the beginning. In the beginning. God. Okay? The so beginning. that's how it starts. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Verse 1. Boom. So that's the foundation of everything, right? As far as, right. as, far as the Christian um, worldview comes, right? As far yeah. as that goes, God is has ownership over the world because in the beginning God was the only one there and created right. everything else. Mm-hmm. Got anything else to add on verse number one? I mean, it's pretty pretty easy to digest. In I believe. the beginning, God, God yeah. is eternal. Everything else is not. 
He created right. it. So before Everything anything had to come from something, yeah. folks. Before he created, he was still there. Nothing. God was there. Nothing right. doesn't create something. Mm-hmm. Yes. God created God. the heavens and the earth. God was there. Now that's good stuff, boys and girls. You don't get boys that in girls. public school. <laughs> no. You really don't. They're taking you it don't. out. Be careful. So the earth the, was void. The Big Bang Theory. Form. Right. Which I would like to say that even if that is true, who who banged the Big Bang? Nothing? No. Well, that's what they God. say. That doesn't yeah, logically follow. It doesn't at all. God. God. So regardless of if that has how it was done, that doesn't but matter. I would argue that that's it's irrelevant. Not. And we'll get into that <laughs> here in just a second. I argue that it's not either, but I just want to say that like even if that mm-hmm. is the case, that is irrelevant. Because God Agreed. did it. No, yeah. God did it. In Period. the beginning, God. Right. Yeah. Okay, well, then we see in verse 3, or in verse two, I verse mean, we two, see yeah. we see God begin to to work. Right, the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. But then, in verse three, He starts to create. Right, and how does He create? By declaring. Let there be. God light. creates through His Word. He just declares <laughs> stuff to happen, and it happens. Isn't that oh. awesome? It, that is awesome. Wild. I mean, He He's God. I mean, He's got so much power. He's just like. There let you there, go. May, let, let there, there be, be light. light. Let there, there be light. light. And there was and, light. Yeah. And He decreed it, and it worked. <laughs> he just says it, and it. it that reminds me of. Have you ever seen? That episode of The Office where he's like, um, he's like, he's like, I declare, <laughs> I declare bankruptcy. bankruptcy, and he's like, that doesn't do anything. <laughs> you can't just say that you declare. You can't just say yes. you're filing bankruptcy and then and then be bankrupt. He's <laughs> like, I didn't say it. I declared. It. <laughs> yes. Oh man, The Office That's is awesome. Kind of what we're yes. saying here. God <laughs> declared it, and it did happen. Right? He decreed it. So, um, so here's here's something I want to bring attention to. Right? Though. So God created the light. He mm-hmm. saw that the light was good, as he did with each different step, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day and the darkness night, and there was evening and there was morning the first day. Okay, so this so goes the, into a deep controversy. Oh, man. Okay. Right off the bat. Right man. off the bat. Six six verses, and we're already hitting something kind of very difficult yeah. to we're, 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 uh, get through. Well, yeah, we're right on verse three, man. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, wait. Wait, no, no we're, in, we're in about we're, five. Uh, yeah, yeah you're in five. You, you, Sorry. It, the issue stems from five. Okay, yeah. so big controversy, right? People argue, even people who recognize, obviously we see the two major worldviews. There's those who recognize that God created, and there's those who do not. Right. Who want to, to manufacture some way that everything came into being without a creator. Um, obviously, we all three would say there's 100% a creator. The Christian yeah. worldview oh, yeah. um, mm-hmm. requires that, yes. right? So if we didn't affirm that we wouldn't, wouldn't. be. Doing this <laughs> we would not be Christians. Yes. Be, we yeah. would not be Christians. Right? You can't make a claim that you're a Christian if yeah you hold right. that. Agreed. Yeah. So in the beginning yeah. there was God. We believe that that God created all things. However, even amongst um, confessing Christians who who believe that there is a Creator, there's a disagreement on whether the Earth is millions and millions of years old as science would say, right, or whether the earth is only about 6,000 or so years, if you just calculated out the, the, the quick maths of all the people <laughs> in, the, in right. the Bible and history. So right? are you and saying that people are trying to allow science to dic- dictate doctrine? Or the Bible? Um, I would say doctrine, really, but yeah, they, the they, they want to somehow morph mm-hmm. what Scripture says and what science says together. Okay. And say that they can yeah. both be true. And before before we like dive into this a little more, 
it's important to know that the new earth, old earth controversy is a secondary issue. It is. Like you this, can be a Christian and come down on both sides. This is not something that, you know, you're going to get to heaven and God's going to be like, so which one were you, old or new? Mm-hmm. Oh, you were that one? Okay, no. It's not a it's <laughs> no. not a deal breaker here. Yeah. It's something it's something interesting to talk about. And at the, at the same time, while it is it is important to to have these conversations and to, to seek the truth, when we talk about stuff like this, I mean, we're we make claims to things that we will never be able to prove. Mm-hmm. Cuz we're talking about the creation of the world. I, none of us were there. I've never met anybody that was there. So, you know, this conversation it can be fruitful and can be a great conversation to have, but ultimately it's not something that you're it's not a hill you need to be dying on. Exactly. Is what I'm trying right. to say. Yeah. And I mean, and most people too, whenever they start wanting to talk about these issues, like new earth, old earth, mm-hmm. they really are uh people that are very, very like into um old earth. They're really great people. Like, you know, there's some they're very, very smart, some you know, and they uh and I've met a few people before that are very, like, you know, they love the Lord and stuff, but right. it's just on this doctrine, just they, have, yeah, we, have we just different have differences. Opinions. Yeah. But yeah. the important thing is that, you know, we can disagree here or we can disagree on our interpre- interpretation of the book of Revelation or so on and so forth. But there are certain issues that you don't you don't get to disagree on. Mm-hmm. So, right. But this is one of those that we can agree to disagree. But mm-hmm. here's one of those things also... I mean, as Hunter said, there are many, you know, what we'd call primary issues, those mm-hmm. things that have to do with, with um, salvation and, and who God is and who Christ is and, right. and all these doctrines that are foundational. And, and we do not want to um, disagree with somebody and still really associate with them or, or, or um, fellowship mm-hmm. in a Christian way with somebody who would disagree on the doctrine of God or the doctrine of, doctrine of Christ or soteriology right. or all those things that are really important to the faith. But this is something that, as Hunter would say, would be a secondary issue. So something that we can disagree on and still, still yeah. be, be, right. be in fellowship. Or maybe even a, a tertiary issue, which would be even further down. Yeah. yeah. Because typ- typically you have primary issues who, who you would either, um, you, you would straight up separate from Mm -hmm. right and then you have secondary issues which are typically what makes different church denominations Mm -hmm. and then you have tertiary issues which you can kind of disagree on like kind of like baptism and just have the conversation that's why you have baptist versus presbyterian yeah Yeah. that kind that would be to me a secondary issue we can still unite with our presbyterian brothers and sisters we Mm -hmm. just but I would say just go to different churches. I would say old earth, new earth would probably be a tertiary issue, yeah. even even oh, yeah. even of it's, lesser importance than yeah, for than sure. baptism. But here's the thing: I still think it's important. I think anything in scripture we should seek oh, yeah. to be as correct as possible. Yes. Absolutely. Um, so so just Always just briefly, um, I think that just there. I mean, just at, as each day when God creates, it says even on the first day there was evening and there was morning. So he separated the light and the darkness, right? Um, and we know that our light comes from the sun. Mm-hmm. So there's the sun, and what the sun creates day and night, right? It creates our day cycle. So therefore, right. to me, because most people who are super old earth are like, well, you never know how long a day is for God. 
it, those yeah. seven days could have been seven yeah. million years. Or I'm like, well, there's morning and there's <laughs> evening. I don't know right. how there's morning on seven million years and, I mean, and then there's an evening on seven million years. Right. And Genesis. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. That's what that's pretty, what I've come to the conclusion. A pretty literal account. It's not a. You don't read it as you know, um, like poetry or anything like that. It's just, it's a book of facts here this yeah. is a, this it, is what happened in these yeah. days it's a historical account so it's not it's i wouldn't necessarily try to read in like well you know like you said well we don't know how long a day is that's just the word that they chose but well, we do know that there was morning and there was evening so right. to me that says 24 one hours. day <laughs> that does as we know it and he even says on day one on you know, day on. one so starting yeah. off one of the seven days there's morning and there's evening right. mm-hmm. Do you have anything else to add on old no, earth, new earth? No, that's what I was just like. I mean, you guys basically hit it. Morning, evening. It sounds pretty literal. It, I yeah. feel like with somebody who comes to the idea where they're like, hey, I'm old earth. I, I don't believe that if somebody who maybe hasn't been told that, hey, there's a, there's a big bang. There's millions of years and stuff. I don't think anybody could read this and say, do you know what? That day that Jesus just made uh, the light and stuff. Well, that could mean millions of days or, you know, billions okay, of days. Great. And, and, you know, I would disagree, I, I, I would disagree with an old well. earth, you know? Yeah. And so that's, you know, just me, but sure. That, and I feel like it's pretty plain and clear in right. my I opinion. Mean, to me, and this, this may seem kind of extreme to both of you guys, but I would say, whoa, I would say if you say that the earth is millions of years old, that is in so- somewhat questioning the authority of scripture. Exactly. And that's because it does yeah. say, yeah, the first it's kinda, day. It's kind of hard to argue with, with what's written out here. And that's what I would saying. say you it's have... teetering the line. I mean, I'm not going to tell you you're not a Christian. You don't care about no. the Bible. Yeah, definitely not. But, but it's, you're it's definitely teetering. taking a lot into something, science to bring to the Bible. For sure. Almost. Something, something that really, really um, sold me 100% on old, or I'm not, I mean on new Whoa. earth. That old earth is false. Was the idea... That God creates mature things, mm-hmm. right? So on the seventh day, he or I mean, sorry, on the seventh day, he rested. On the sixth day, <laughs> he made man and woman, right? He right. made man and he fashioned man. He didn't make Adam a one-day-old infant and just lay him on the dirt and just let him mm-hmm. go for himself. He made a mature right. man in one day. Yeah. So just the same, and just like in um, John at the wedding of Cana, when... Jesus' first miracle when he makes instant wine, right? right. Wine is an aging process, yep, it takes right? Time. It takes a long time to mature, but Jesus made mature wine instantly. Boom. So what I've always thought is here in Genesis, God is creating a mature earth in seven literal days. So therefore, when science goes to evaluate the earth, it looks like it's a bunch of millions of years old. But God created it in seven days, and he tells us that. So there's no reason to question it. It can be mature. Right. That, that makes sense. That's a really good point. Yeah, a, that's awesome. That's a great argument. Mm-hmm. And at the at the same time, like ultimately, what what matters is verse one, where it says, "In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth." Right. Mm-hmm. Because ultimately, science doesn't do anything but evaluate things. Right. Science is a system of organization and evaluation. Science is God's gift to us to understand what God did exactly and how He did it. Mm-hmm. So in, through in science, sense. we are evaluating God's wonderful creation. Exactly. And some things we just don't get right. Right? 
and and some things we see, True. and but we're seeing it from our point of view and not God's. But God has told us clearly here that He created the earth in seven days. Yep. So go. He goes through, He creates everything, right? New we're earth. going on. Um, does anybody have anything else? What's your next thing to cover? Uh, I think my next thing to cover was um, the us language. Yeah. Used in verse twenty-six. I mean, it's pretty. Kind of, you just if you read it, you see what God continues to do. You know. Verse he creates the earth, and he puts six. animals on it. He creates water. Ah. I mean, there's things going on that everything he creates, it's laid out. And on the seventh yeah. day, he rests. On the sixth day, he creates man. On the seventh day, he rests. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, in verse 26, that's something that I think is very important. Then God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heaven and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So the, the thing I love about this verse, Who's us? exactly. There's, there's a, almost a plurality, a us there. For you know? sure. I mean, and, what? yeah. It, yeah. And I, I like too how there's first, what? there's not a plurality. Not, and then there okay. Is, right. Yeah. God singular said, let us, that's awesome. I mean, it's kind of like the Trinity is right there. It's it's the explained. It, it it really is. It's almost the, the I, I mean, besides verse, I believe it's verse th- three or two. This would be the first time that we really have laid out the Trinity. Um, yeah. And it's right in the beginning. It is important. Then God said, right, let us up. make man in our image mm-hmm. after our likeness. And the thing about the Trinity in the Bible is, I believe, it, like I said, it was verse three, uh, or no, verse two. The earth was without form, form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the water. So there's um, God, the Holy Spirit, God the Father, and then in I believe it was John. I think that's where I had it looked up. Uh, John, John one, yeah, John yeah, one. That's where I just flipped. Okay, yeah, I didn't know you had that. Oh, I didn't. Well, I did, but I'm also trying to find it. I don't see it, but I just remember it. It's it is. It's John one, basically. Yeah. Where, I got um, pulled up. If you want yeah, me to read yeah, it, read it, it real it, quick. It just says John, starting John one one. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So the Word, obviously, here is Christ. Right. In the beginning was Christ, and and Christ was with God, and Christ was God. He was always. He was eternal. Mm-hmm. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. Okay. So Right? Yeah, so you got all three so the persons creation, of the Trinity. So creation was a deeply Trinitarian mm-hmm. act. Yeah. Right? We yeah. see in verse 2 that the Holy Spirit is hovering over yep. the deep of, depths of the waters. We see that everything is created through Christ. And we see that obviously God created. That mm-hmm. that in the Father God was the idea and the, the, the first initial... Um, creation of everything right. but then it was created through christ with the active agent of the holy spirit mm-hmm. it was a trinitarian work and that's something people miss i feel like you know whenever yep. maybe a, a new believer uh just reads through they're like okay god said yeah let us make him in his own right. image after our likeness and they just and read it and they, that sk- here, they don't catch that plurality wh- which is talking about each person of the trinity right. and if you can catch that here once you get further in it's not as like okay wait a minute i was following with god <laughs> being god but now there's the Holy Spirit and then Jesus and wait, they're all the same, but what? What's going if on? You, <laughs> if you already have that thought brewing here, yeah. It kinda Especially it whenever it it's so plain and simple. I right. mean right there it talks about 
the spirit. And we have some further implication us. in chapter three, which we'll get into yeah. when we get to that. But mm-hmm. there's some more possible Trinitarian implications in chapter three. Yeah. And so to me here, I love that, it, that like I said, it's singular to start. Then mm-hmm. God, singular, said, right. let us make man in our image. Right. right. So that explains to us the Christian doctrine of the Trinity, that there is one God. We are still monotheists, right? right? There is one God, but in God there are three persons. Three. The Father, Which the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Is why the God of the Bible is not the same God of Islam, Islam. Mm-hmm. Judaism, because that God is not Trinitarian. Correct. That is single single God. Yeah. So but it is not. In fact, not the originally God, the Jews period. in Judaism um, criticized Christianity as being Polytheistic. polytheistic right meaning we have more than one god because of christ and case. god right mm-hmm. but that's not true we are not monotheistic we have one god and in god three persons and as far as the trinity goes it would take us the whole it's rest r- of this podcast till jesus comes back to explain and try to understand that yeah if you the really seek to explain the trinity in any kind of human um analogy you're teetering right on right. all kinds of heresy. Just go right. watch the Lutheran the satire. The way that I <laughs> rationalize <laughs> is that it is, Lutheran satire? is yes. Yes, that's I the think best. of a pretzel. It's one whole pretzel, but there's three holes within that pretzel. But those three holes, it's still part of one pretzel. That's partialism, Patrick. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that's how it makes sense I, in I'm, my brain. I'm serious, though. Any metaphor it's for hard. the Trinity Any is teetering metaphor. on, it's, on hard to, it's hard to... It's hard to one God, about. three persons. That's pretty That's much it. That's it. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. They're yep. distinct. Okay, so next, the next big thing I wanted to get it's into, right? So God. we talked about here, God says, let us make man in our image. And then starting in verse 27, God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created him. Okay, pay attention to that last oh, section. Male and female. Okay, no exceptions there. No yep. other ones. Male, female. And that's that's your only options. And that's something we sadly see today. You know, people trying to be more than just yeah. male and once female. Again, it's just, but it's a rebellion. It's, it, once again, yes. It's God's it's creation. Depravity, it, sin, it is rebellion the, against God. It is his decree, male and female. So yep. there you go. Right there. That's why we believe that. Male and his female, he made him. So so back design. but back at the beginning. Oh, I like that. Divine design. <laughs> what up? Starting back at the beginning of verse 27, though, God created man in his own image. Okay. I think this is something that largely is misunderstood. What does it mean to mm. be created in yeah. God's image? So, like, does that mean that God is like this guy in the sky because I look like him? No. Well, then what's that mean? What's it mean, <laughs> It does not mean that we look like God. So God's not a guy in the sky? Well, it depends because <laughs> obviously the sun is, is a man. Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Shoot. But... God the Father is spirit, right? right. John tells us we in his gospel, God is spirit. Like what God? So we is. do not look like God because we have flesh and we are, we don't right. look like God. Okay, but to to be made in God's image is kind of twofold, right? To have to have a a sort of a will to have a. Uh, the ability to have logic and reason and and have some sort of dominion mm-hmm. over over something right uh, so, some sort of a limited sovereignty so we like to talk all the time that god is sovereign 
God mm-hmm. is in control, sovereign over all. He has granted some sort of limited sovereignty to man mm-hmm. to be to to have dominion over all the rest of creation. Right, and we see that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. here when he makes everything. He says, um, Excuse me. he says here that God blessed him. He said, "Be fruitful and mul- multiply." And, and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and the birds of the heavens and every living creature that moves on the earth, right? God gave a sense of dominion to mm-hmm. his people. Right. And because they have some sort of limited sovereignty and we have the ability to reason and to have logic and we have some, some a, a will, right, then that's what it means to be made in God's image. It doesn't mean that we're, we look like it. And right? is there a word for that that people use to describe that? Isn't it made in the... Im- the Imago Dei. Yeah, Imago Dei. Imago Dei. Image of God. So if that ever pops up, that's what that is. There you go. Yep. So so what's the next thing on your, your agenda? Well, I mean, what's I kind of... Pause right here. Chap- okay, pause so right here, before we we'll get to chapter two. Start the camera over <laughs> so that way we don't run out of video. And we'll come back in, in chapter two. Is that what yep. we're going to move well, on to? Well, I think I've got one more thing to cover in one and then okay. we'll go to two. All right. So we'll be right back after a quick break. Boom. back okay um so that was a quick break and and we're finished up genesis chapter one i don't know why i'm holding this little dongle in my hand okay <laughs> finishing up genesis chapter one so i i just want to throw in a random curveball okay here we go I, I gave this curveball to chase earlier today oh, that in the garden and chase actually did not want me to mention this in the podcast oh my gosh oh I, wait in oh, the garden man, i know you are going. in initial creation man was supposed to be man was supposed to be vegetarian so you're I saying have, we need to be vegetarian? I have no, um, actually I'm not, because we'll get to that <laughs> later in Genesis. I've had that um, conversation before, or that thought before. I don't remember who brought. Look in verse 29. Well, me and you went to a Christian conference, and this guy was handing out things outside the thing about how we shouldn't kill animals, we shouldn't eat animals because yeah. God intended us all to be vegetarians. And then we were both like, "Well, dude, that dude didn't read Genesis chapter nine. He right, just, he just read the first. The he just read the first chapter and gave up." Right. Well, no. It's he so wanted I'm gonna go it, save the animals. He wanted it to fit his agenda. That's what. Okay, it is. but no. Seriously though, listen. Verse 29. And God said, "Behold, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is on the face of the earth, and every tree with seed in its fruit. You shall have them for food." Right. But, there was peace. But right, so, could you make the claim though that you know peaceful that like he he also was including animals into that? No. So so where in the scripture. Do you think you could bring that up? That well, because point? he doesn't. T- it, if if it was always intended that mm-hmm. you can have all animals as food, yeah, then why would he tell them in Genesis chapter nine that they can eat animals? Exactly. That's what. Right. He had to. He had to tell up. them. Mm-hmm. So yeah. You can have you the can animals for now. food. And that's what I thought was the best. The somebody, something that really kind of made me like, whoa! I did not because in chapter and because nine, like, if you look at mm-hmm. what a lot of people think about the the coming kingdom, right? And some people argue whether this is in the millennium or in the New Jerusalem, but it talks about the lion laying with the lamb, mm-hmm. that the lion no longer wants to eat the lamb. There is peace, just as there was in the garden before sin entered right. the world. So therefore, there's no violence. There's no violence. An apple. Mm-hmm. It's peace. I mean, there's it is not fallen creation. Right. It's perfect. Right. Yeah. And, and somebody, that's what. Go ahead. 
so there was one time I don't I don't remember where it was I don't remember what I watched or what but someone made this case for like being a vegetarian not necessarily saying that you know scripture says that we have to be vegetarians but saying that you know look at look at Genesis 1 and then look at look at our biology they made the case about like the way that our teeth are formed and like the the teeth that we chew with and stuff like that yeah but that's being, a bad argument because we being, still have canine teeth right but that's a bad the, argument. the primary molars being more made for grinding up that's because god before the foundation of the world of the world preordained that we <laughs> that we would have the molars because he, in initially we'd only we eat, plants, eat plants and we'd have canines because so he was going to give us the ability right. to eat meat. Yeah. So well, so listen, if he tells me I can eat a steak, I dang sure ain't picking a of salad. Of course, over a steak. we're, we're going to eat steak, but yeah. the initial intention seems to be that we were meant to and only eat. That's plants. still a bad argument to be a vegetarian now. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah, I, you know, it ain't convincing me. It's yeah. not steak no, is I'm, good. Yeah, I know. I mean, I would say. <laughs> like what God you, tells me. I hey, this man was on. What was that documentary you were all on for a long time? There we go. Plant based game changer. Plant based diet or something like that. You went, it's an interesting man, thought experiment. It's okay. fake news. I haven't done it. I eat meat all the time. So. Meat is good. Okay, listen. So we're going <laughs> on. So that was just a side curveball that doesn't really matter. Okay, we eat your veggies. Okay, so listen. Here's the next <laughs> big conversation I want to have before we go on to chapter two. Last thing. God created all things. Okay, this was the sixth day he created man. Mm -hmm, and God mm -hmm. saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. Well, well, okay, every other day, all five oh, days leading good. up, it was good. Because he was but done. But after he made man, it was very good. What does it mean that his creation was very good? You mean, why did he have very there? Yeah. Well, I believe because now, it you know, complete. because... Well, that's what I was gonna say. You have ver you have a day five, day six, but there's still something else that we keep on waiting for. He's he's creating more and more. Mm -hmm. So once he creates man, that's it. You know, that's that's what he intended to create, and so it is complete. It it is very good. It works together. It's all in union, right. all working together in the there garden as it, as it was intended. So I've heard people say before that God said here that it was very good, and He's saying that it's perfect. So then they ask, well, if, if it was perfect, then why was there the ability for Adam to sin? Because free will. That is a, a right? very big question. So that gets into to a big conversation that I, I hope we're, we were going to have momentarily. But <laughs> Whoa. Um, it, I, I recently took Old Testament theology for school, mm -hmm. and I read something in my textbook about this creation passage which i thought was profound he he said yes god's creation was perfect and that doesn't mean that there was not the ability for sin right mm -hmm. what he means when when he says here that it's very good that creation was perfect was that it was perfect for what god intended that it was perfect to bring forth god's will mm -hmm. that it very was profound. in harmony wow. right that yeah. that that there right. was a sense of harmony there, but but also God needed it to be. It, it was exactly what God needed and intended it to be. Shoot, boom! So, there you go. That's awesome. Okay, That's and if you so, think about it that way, I yeah, mean, that just exactly. It's a good layout for the rest of. So what moving to on to chapter two. Mm -hmm. Okay, Woo. what you got? So obviously, um, we hope you read along with us because it it would be. 
Listen, we're the average Joes. We all live in East Tennessee. Average we have somewhat Joes. country accents. Yeehaw. You don't want to listen to us just read the whole first three chapters of Genesis. So we hope you read along with us um, and that you got something there from the beginning. We see God create everything the first six days, right? And now we're going into the seventh day, starting in, in Genesis chapter two. We see God um, rest he, on the seventh if day. If you do yep. want to hear somebody read it, there does exist uh, an audio recording of James Earl Jones reading the Bible. So... Darth Vader. Did you see that commercial? Vader, is yes. that where you got that from? That commercial where it's I, like. Well, the first place I saw it was upstairs in the secretary's office. We have a co- we have a copy of it. Well, they have a commercial for it. And it's it's absolutely fantastic. You Just like it, it really makes me want to do it. Vader, awesome. read the Bible. But see, I want to hear him read and like in between every other sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's just something. <laughs> okay, so so going on, we see God rest on the seventh day, and then when do we see the creation of man and woman? So did God rest because he was tired? No. Exactly. God's infinitely powerful. <laughs> yes, he's infinitely powerful. He was not tired. And yes. it was kind of like the setup for the Sabbath day later yes, on. Yes, and he has and he rested to to um set the precedent that rest is important. It is. Mm-hmm. Right. That day 7 was set aside. You know, not I mean, the thing is God was not tired, but right. he rested. And that was like I said, a future that was a thing showing in the future what would come which would be the sabbath mm-hmm. day was something that he would set right. and i thought that was really cool because we do get tired we do get tired yes yeah. we are weak and we Very need weak. some sleep yeah and the sabbath day i mean that's a whole nother deep conversation that we could get into it is as far as how it changed from from the jews to the christians mm-hmm. um but but yeah god rested on the seventh day and it wasn't because he was tired or he didn't have the ability to continue to create he rested Mm-hmm. I feel like that's something that needs to be addressed. Needs sure. to be. And then uh, God blessed the seventh, the seventh day, made it holy, Sabbath, and uh, He was done with creation. In creation, He was He was done creating more. That was it. And then we move on to the creation of man and woman. So we see God um, put man in the garden. Man, um, it, it says here was not. Um, it was not good for man to be alone, right? So mm-hmm. God creates woman to be with him, um, a bone of his bone, flesh of his flesh, and then he tells them not to eat the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, that was a lot of ofs. They cannot eat the tree. They cannot eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Okay, or else what happens? They will die. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. You shall surely die. This is a very clear command. Yes. Don't so God said, do not do, do it, it. Or you will die. Period. Don't do it. Okay. So, so what happens? easy instruction, right? <laughs> yeah. So I, mean, so, I mean, what happens if you eat of it? You will surely die. You will surely die. Surely die. And, and the way I understand that is to say you will cease to exist. You will die. Right. Boof. Poof. You're gone. You sure will listen. truly die. He gone. Um, and we'll talk about what actually happens here here momentarily. Um, but just to continue here, I think the only other thing I wanted to hit in this section. Did you have anything you want to hit? Nah, man. That, you got I, it. That was what I, I believe. wanted to talk about. I like, uh, where are you going? Which, which, what verse? The end, like 24. Okay, that's where I was, <laughs> was going to go. Look I like that. 24 because, uh, therefore, a man shall leave his mother. 
father and his mother and hold fast to his wife and they shall become one flesh. One flesh. And the man and his wife are both naked and were not ashamed. Yeah, so, so we see here the precedent for marriage. Yes, marriage is created. I mean, God creates marriage here in the garden and he sets yes. the precedent of how it will happen, what will what will be going on. He And it's an important thing. It's set in the garden. Yep. Man shall leave his right, father and his mother beginning and of the book. hold fast to his wife. And they shall become one flesh. They shall become one flesh. And we could get into a deep conversation on marriage, which I'm sure we may talk about that later in, we'll in, that. in other podcast episodes. But um, marriage is to signify and exemplify the relationship between Christ and his church. Right? We see um, our mm-hmm. pastor has recently been talking about that m- mysterious union between Christ and his redeemed. Mm-hmm. Right? That Christ is in you. Just the same as here, we see that a, a husband and a wife become one flesh. That's a mysterious union, right? That is that is um, instituted by God. Mm-hmm. It's to exemplify how Christ and his church and their relationship should work. But this is exactly. the, the institution of marriage. The man and his wife were both naked and they were not ashamed, not ashamed. right? That is also a big thing about marriage, like to be completely open with each other and transparent mm-hmm. and not ashamed and, right. and not... Um, a, afraid, you know what I mean? To be, to have that relationship. So God yeah. instituted marriage. Marriage is important. I, I want to go back real quick to just okay. to, just to do a highlight for maybe somebody who doesn't know about uh, 15. Uh, the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and keep it. So I would, I, I'm just going to point out real fast that the garden at this time was meant to, for work. It wasn't just, Adam lazily sitting around being like, "Look how awesome! Look at look at that little deer kind of roaming through that little field right there." Around all day, no, he he is working and he's keeping it. And God made him a helper, and it was fit for him. It was woman. It's a day of rest. Yeah, and and so laying around all day, we don't need a day of rest because every day is a day of rest. Yeah, and the garden is a place that it was, you know, it is a, a beautiful, amazing place. It's it's easier. To work the ground, things are good. There's steward. not been sin yet that has entered into man, right. and things are are how God, you know, that is how not how God intended it. But it was basically this is the garden, and that is before sin had entered the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in chapter which is in chapter three. Dun, dun, dun. For sure. So now let's turn to chapter three, and I'm just going to read the first all, seven verses because this is important. Okay, this goes downhill. Folks. This really lays the foundation for the story that unfolds in the next um, sixty-six books, right? Yep. So, truth. So we see God create everything in seven days. He creates woman, man, and woman are meant to be together. They become one. He institutes marriage, right? And then, and then what happens? We see here. Now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God actually say, You shall not eat of any tree in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden, but God said, You shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden. Neither shall you touch it, lest you die. Okay, there's the warning again. But the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be open, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was a delight to the eyes and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. She disobeyed and also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate. 
Then the eyes of both were opened, and they both knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig trees or fig leaves together and made themselves loincloths. So we see mm-hmm. the fall. They disobey. Mm-hmm. So one, one thing that I've always thought is fascinating about how the fall happens, okay, is that the creation structure and order is flipped completely upside down. Okay, mm-hmm. so we see in God's creation, you have man and woman, mm-hmm. right? Man is to be the leader, the figurehead of the family. Right, the yep. woman is to submit to her husband, the helper, the helper. That's throughout the rest of Scripture. Right, I'm not saying that because I hate women. Know. They definitely have a God-given role. Right, that needs to be fulfilled. Right, they are equal, but they they are equal, but they are to submit in the leadership. They right, have that, roles to play. The man is to lead his, the woman exactly. in the family. Right, and then man and woman, mm-hmm. as the human race, are to have dominion over all creatures in creation. Right, mm-hmm. in the fall, you see the serpent then. Take priority. Right. The beast has now taken the top. Okay, right. and then next down he goes to is the woman. woman. Okay, and then the woman, then to the man. The creation oh, order has flipped been flipped upside down. Yep. Okay, and sin then enters the world. The fall mm-hmm. yep. happens. They disobey, and it's all predicated on a lie. Mm-hmm. Everybody's always yeah. like, "Oh Deception. man, you know, I, I sin, but you know, lying, whatever, it's not a big deal, bro." The fall of man <laughs> began with a lie. Yeah. And this is what I... All sin is bad. This is one of the things I wrote down in my notes, was that... Quit lying. Th- what the serpent did is like the oldest trick in the book. He said... He, he questioned that? what God actually said. Did he, did he really say that? Did he really mean oh, that? He, right? You will surely not die. So literally, the, the, the main approach that theological or or social liberalism takes is to say is that really what he is meant that really is that really what, what he said mm-hmm. right most people who are theologically yes. concerned or the theologically liberal, liberal look at the bible all throughout of it oh, through, all throughout the scripture no, and say is that really that. what he meant like even because because i'm gonna cut this page out that's what i like is the first <laughs> the yeah exactly the first question that the serpent asks is is that what he yeah, said no, no. and then when he determines that is what he said then he says but did he really mean that Yes. Right. Yeah. He so did. one thing. And that's why it was. I mean, would you say that's an open rebellion, or would you say that's more of her being deceived? Because I would, I would go more with the deceived. To be honest, uh, it's kind of a mixture of both. But yeah, mm-hmm. deceived. Because she yeah. was, she was being tricked. She was it being lied both. to, and because ultimately she still made that decision. Yeah, she did. Yeah. Knowing full well yeah. what, because the woman said to the serpent. We may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden, but God said, you shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. Mm-hmm. So she acknowledges, but, yes, God told me not to do this. Mm-hmm. So, But it is also deception. It is. So, it is. It is. It's, because it's what's happening is, is Eve went off the presumption that, hey, it's bad. Mm-hmm. And then the serpent's like, is it? And, and then, then she's, and then she starts that. to question. And that is where, that, 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 that's where, uh, the problem arises. She's like questioning God now. Well, did he say that? Well, do I don't know if God really did say that. Did he mean it that way? Yeah. And she's being deceived. It's not mm-hmm. like a. Do you know what? She didn't just wake what, up one day and say, yeah. You know what? Do you want I snake? Anyway. snake I, I understand what you're saying. Do you know what? Did mm-hmm. Did he say that? He did say that. And do you know what? I'm gonna go eat of that tree, even though he said otherwise. No, she's being deceived here, and that's, yes. and it that's what the thing is, and then the thing. The thing that makes me mad, though, is that she gives it to Adam, who is there watching all this happen, 
<laughs> and and so they're both. Well, that's that's and, because they failed at their God-given roles. Exactly. He was not right. leading his family. Yeah, he he's supposed to be leading, and what's he doing? He's sitting back. And and yeah. some people I've even heard before, whenever they read the story, they're like, Adam is far away, off in the off in the distance, and Eve is being deceived out, out in the corner of the garden. And I'm like. No, it's Trev said Adam is is right there. Yeah. And so so does that mean when after Adam after Eve took a bite, then she ran like six miles to go give it to Adam? <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure she turned around and handed it. Yeah, to she's him. like, hey, look, go, baby. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just in <laughs> there like, pretty good. Yeah. He's like, I'm gonna oh, let her it? go first. Is it good? Let me try. <laughs> so, but yeah, I would argue oh, it it really me. is deception, and mm-hmm. and this is when you can get into like. Are all sins equal? Which I would say they aren't. But that's a deep conversation to have. And I would say that here. Um, so actually, I, I won't say it on my own authority. But if if you really want to to deep dive on this, in Saint Augustine in the fourth century, hmm. on in in his book on free choice of the will, he literally wrote about how Satan sinned more than man by deceiving man to sin, and that's hmm. why. Christ can free man from the bondage of sin because of the deception. Okay, that's a deep conversation. Go get St. Augustine's book on free choice of the will. I, I'm not going to explain that to you. That would take forever. Okay, <laughs> but the next the next question hole. I want to talk about. Oh, oh, but I still want to say that is the, the main driving factor in today's theological liberalism. So, for example, right, the easiest example is female pastors. Mm. People say, did God really say that females can't be pastors? Well, yeah, he did. Actually, Paul said, I do not permit women to teach and exercise authority over a man. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, but then that's they one say, verse though. That's but, one. But verse. listen, but then they, but then <laughs> just as, just like the serpent, then they read it and they're like, okay, but is that really what he meant? <laughs> right. This is a different time. Is this is a different time. Exactly. This is twenty. Exactly. Twenty. We West should different. That we was way a long it. time ago. He was writing to the women. Right. Of men. We can't read it like back then. We have to yeah. read it like today. Yeah. But no, that's what it says. Okay. So you just take God as word. But yeah, that's that's what Boom. that's the tendency they take today. So here's my question. We saw Adam um fall here, okay? And 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 it involved Eve, but let's talk about mm-hmm. Adam, okay? Let's talk about man. Let's mm. let's talk about Adam as our figurehead. Yes. Okay, I'm sorry. I I totally just thought about something about that kind of goes with what you said with the saying. women pastors thing too. Okay. Uh that's not what we intended to talk about. But what, you brought that up and that really that I thought that's really funny that we're talking also about the fall and that you talked about the switching of roles, right? Mm -hmm. And so that, you know, once you do have that woman pastor, like we talked about where it's like, is that in the Bible? Is that, and then you see that switching of roles and that's where it's a sin. That's where there's a problem. And we'll talk about that later. God warns. Cracks. God warns. I just kind of thought about that randomly. Because Eve, God warns (laughs) Eve, and we can go ahead and talk about that. At the end of three when he after the fall happens and God walks into the garden and he and he warns the serpent, which is glorious in the first declaration of the gospel, then he warns the woman and he says this in verse sixteen, he says, Your desire shall be for your husband and he shall rule over you. Okay, I got the the older ESV translation. I'm pretty sure the new ESV translation actually says, Your desire shall be contrary mm-hmm. to your husband. That's what mine says. So, so hmm. that's saying your desire should be to change those roles. Your desire is going to be, he's telling the woman here, your desire is going to be to rule over your husband. 
Your desire is going to be to control your husband. And he will be over you. Which is, is exactly which is exactly the, the root of feminism and yes. the, move, uh, the, the movement to switch those roles mm-hmm. and to say that God hasn't given a certain role to men and a certain role to women right. that complement each other. That's mm-hmm. what we would say. They would say, no, there's not different roles. Right. Right. But obviously he said your desire is going to be to 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 not fulfill your role mm-hmm. and to want to to have dominion over your husband. Right. But he shall be over you. God says that. Mm-hmm. He warns the woman right there. So going back though, I, I want to get into the thick of it really fast. Are you wanting you to talk about to each I was just gonna talk about each punishment. Is that where you're wanting to no, go? No, no. Okay. I was gonna go back to Okay, we're going somewhere. We else. talked about Adam sinned and fell. Yes. Okay. Why? Did Adam have the ability to sin? Oh man! What did Adam have? Free will. Free will. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is something that people love to harp on today. The <laughs> issue is they take it way out of context and use it in the wrong way. Okay, the only person that had complete and utter free will is Adam, the only created being. Dagum. Okay. You saying I don't got free will, man? You telling me God picks if I eat Lucky Charms or no. Cheerios in the morning? <laughs> <laughs> I don't I mean, get to choose I mean, that. If, okay, if they are so, still with this, center, if this they're still with saying, this, this is, podcast, then they should know by now <laughs> what we believe on that. Yeah. Well, see, this is what I'm saying though. It gets what if deep I want because Lucky I Charms? do. We do have a will. I mean, we talked about mm-hmm. that's part of what it means to be made in the image of God. We do have a will. Right. We do have a free will. I can decide if I want to. Eat Lucky Charms with Cheerios. I can decide if I want to Thank go to Taco God. Bell or McDonald's. Mm-hmm. I can decide Taco if I Bell. wanted to show up to this podcast tonight or if I just wanted to stay at my house and say, these guys can just do it on their own. <laughs> right? I have those kind of, I can make Them those kind of decisions. The <laughs> issue is after the fall, we, we lost our ability to make moral decisions, to make right. the ability to, to have the ability to choose God, mm-hmm. to choose right. good. We lost that. That was, mm-hmm. that was in incapacitated at the fall. Right. We were then enslaved Slaves to sin. To sin. Right. Correct. But Adam had free will. Mm-hmm. If he if he was to he obey was God Well he wasn't then he would have just perfect because he sinned. Jesus is No, but he had a free will. He had right. So and if he would God's not have sinned design. the fall wouldn't have happened it would he would have just stayed good. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. But but and God gave him his free will sin. knowing very well that, that he would quite possibly sin against him. Or would sin against him, right? God knew right. that. Yeah, so God predestined. That's another thing, too, we want to talk about. Like, God had, or Adam had free will, but it was also still in the plan of God, and he knew that this was going to happen. It's not something that, like, like thwarted God. It wasn't like right. he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait. He didn't get caught up. Everything no, was no, very no, good, no. dude. That's What'd you do? What'd you do what to my I thing? Yeah. Like, what What are you talking about? What? No. It was very good, and you messed that it up. The, God's like, hey. That was the plan. Was I mean, plan and, and what's funny is, is like before the foundation of the world, it was already a plan that Jesus was going to die for our sins. So obviously yeah. before the foundation of the world, which we just read through, God knew this was going to happen as well. Yeah. So God, God knew full and well that he would give Adam complete free will to choose mm-hmm. sin or to choose God and Adam would choose sin because mm-hmm. that's what man does. That's what man does. And since then, we have lost the ability then to go. choose God. Mm-hmm. Our free will God is is some our our free will is limited. We are sons and daughters of Adam, and because of that, we have our sin nature. 
Yep. Until he intervenes. So yeah. the fall happens. Everything is thrust into corruption. In the very next verse, and they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden. Whoa. <laughs> God comes. I love the imagery to think they just sinned against God. Yeah. They just ruined his, not ruined it. I mean, he had he had a plan. Obviously, we just talked about that. Yeah. But, but they just corrupted they up, yeah. the beautiful creation. Right. Right? Yet God immediately comes walking into the garden, already having a plan to, to, to come, for him. take on flesh, lay his own life down to redeem his people. That is just beautiful imagery that he's just walking in there already having a plan to, to bring his people back to himself to get us. the minute they sin. And what, the minute they sin, did they die? Mm-mm. Nope. So what, so what they did not cease to exist. Mm-mm. They died spiritually. We know that now mm-hmm. because we, we're born spiritually dead. Right. In bondage to sin. Right. Mm-hmm. We're right. dead spiritually. Oh, yeah. Big time. But they did not cease to exist. Mm-mm. So that death. So what is that? So the death then, what you're saying from that is that spiritual. it's the spiritual death and it's mm-hmm. not an actual physical death. Right. Mm-hmm. But I would say the fact that it is not a spirit, a, a physical death is still grace. Yeah. It's yeah. God saying, I could, you know, the, the minute, the minute Adam sinned, God could have just been like, you know what? I'm done with this whole earth experiment and just done caused it to cease to exist. Right. Mm-hmm. But he didn't because he's gracious and he's merciful and he has a plan to redeem himself, his people back to um, himself for his own glory. Right. Right. So we see that. Um, we Bless see, you. we see then. Bless you. Oh man. Sorry. <laughs> We see then um, the the warnings. So the first warning is to the serpent, right? The the curse of the fall. He warns the serpent, and I love this because this is the the first declaration of the gospel in all of scripture. Mm-hmm. Boom, right there. God God looks to the serpent, um, and, and we can you know we're, we're kind of running out of time. This is a long. <laughs> this has been a long podcast, but um, mm-hmm. it, we we can say that it was Christ. Mm-hmm. It was the pre 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 eminent Christ mm-hmm. that came walking into the garden. Why? Because we already talked about God the Father is spirit. Right. But God the Son is a man. Came walking into the garden. Right. Okay. So um, he looks at the serpent and what does he say? He says, because you've done this, cursed are you above all livestock and above all beasts of the field. On your belly you shall go and dust you shall eat all the days of your life. Okay. I just like to picture like a little cartoon snake and he's just like eating dust all the time like <laughs> crawling around because he's on the ground. But then he says this, I will put enmity enmity between you and the woman, okay? Between the serpent and the woman, and between your offspring and her offspring. Okay, I I really hate this is a bad time, but we got to take a really fast break. We'll be right back. (laughs) Okay, we're sorry about that. We're Um, we're continuing. So we're we're in Genesis uh, chapter 3. The the Lord is talking to the serpent. He says, I'll put, I'll put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. That is a declaration of the gospel. That the offspring yeah. of the serpent, right? The mm-hmm. offspring of the deceiver, and the offspring of, of the woman being Christ, right? That he will be raised up way down the line. That he will bruise the serpent's, the deceiver's head. He will reign victorious over him, Right? Mm-hmm. Even though he shall bruise his heel, and they bruised Christ's heel, mm-hmm. I mean they crucified him, right? Right, but but he ultimately bruised 
the serpent's head mm. and, and reigns victorious. This yeah. is the very first declaration of the gospel. That's awesome. Yeah. And then it moves no, on to uh, the punishment for the woman. Uh, I'll mod- multiply your pain in childbearing. Mm-hmm. In pain you shall bring forth children. Your desire shall be contrary to your husband, which we already talked about, and he will rule over you. And mm-hmm. then we move on to Adam's punishment. Yep. And uh, because you have listened to the voice of your wife and you have eaten of the tree of which I commanded you, you shall not eat of it. Curse is the ground because of you and pain. You shall eat it all the days of your life. Thorns and thistles. It shall bring forth for you and you shall eat the plants of the field by the sweat of your face. You shall eat bread till you return to the ground for out of it. You were taken and for you are dust and dust. You shall return. Yep. That's cold, man. Man. Yeah. He will toil That's with like, the land. It'll be hard. Work will be hard. So you return to the ground, for out of it you are taken, for you are dust, and to dust you shall return. Mm. That's cold. <laughs> but we deserve it. We do. That's what we deserve. I mean, it's because because of that because Adam Our listened rebellion. and and there was sin brought we into deserve. this world. He yep. deserved to go back to dust. Exactly. We deserve he deserved to give us a f- Adam a physical death and for none of us to be here. That's how, that's what we deserve or to be sent to hell really. We all deserve to be sent to hell because of our breaking of God's right. law. Exactly. Of what ha- and and so that's what's funny too is I see people bring up that all the time. They're like, "Well, Adam did that, but I did not do that." That is well, not. Adam was our figurehead. Exactly. He represented all of mankind. If Adam did it, or you were going to do, we would do the same thing. We're we're all sons and daughters of Adam. We all have that sin nature. We would do the same thing. And that's why a lot of times in scripture yeah. you see Christ referred to as the second Adam, mm-hmm. or the, the new Adam. Adam, the perfect Adam, because he came and as a figurehead, our new representative, as a representative of of man, right. As a mediator for it. man, he he did what Adam could not, right? Yeah. And that is to live obediently, right? Um, but but you know, I just Boom. love the imagery of God being gracious. That even after that, the fall has happened. They've disobeyed. They deserved death, and they did not get a physical death. Even even you know they're they're naked and they're not clothed. Yeah. And in verse twenty one, it says, "And the Lord God made for Adam and his wife garments of skins and clothed them. them." When they said, "We're naked," and he said, "Well, who told you that?" Right, knowing that they ate of the the, the tree of right. the knowledge of good and evil, the one that he told them not to, and then what did he do? He clothed them. I think it's so Showed beautiful to think, even even though we we are sinful creatures, mm-hmm. people say if God is loving, then why do bad people exist? Well, the reality is that they <laughs> don't deserve bad, to. Sweetheart. We are all bad. Yes, but I'm saying like people who who would never come to come to to saving faith. They're like, like, why did Hitler exist, mm. right? Well, ultimately, he served a purpose in, in the will of God, which is crazy to think about. But the fact is, he didn't deserve to exist. None of us do. But it's God's grace even to sustain his life. The years that, that Hitler or any given horrible person was on earth, every breath that they took, every day that they that awoke, us. It, was, it was sustained by God himself. It was right. grace, yeah. right? He sees them. Naked, hmm. ashamed, fallen here, and what does he do? He clothes them. Right. Yeah. You know, it's funny. It's good that you uh, like that imagery of, you know, rebellion and then grace because <laughs> I 
that's the whole rest of that's the book. That's the whole rest that of is. the book. I mean, the he even rest of the book here, so. in, in verse 22, he even shows more grace. Then the Lord God said, Behold, the man has become like one of us in knowing good and evil. Now, lest he reach out his hand and take also the tree of life and eat and live forever. Therefore, the Lord God sent him out of the Garden of Eden to work the ground from which he was taken. So, there was a tree in the garden that would give to where they would not ever physically die. And God was showing us grace by not let us, letting us eat that because in our spiritual death, separation from God, would you want to live in that state forever? I, I right. wouldn't. And so that's what that was, was a God giving us even more grace, allowing us to return to dust and then one day, you know, we mm-hmm. have looking forward to that day that we can have that separation that was created being broken. And now we can actually have fellowship with, with God. Yeah. And so. Grace. That's the key word to yeah. the whole rest of the story. Grace. Um, but yeah, Genesis one through, one through three. three. It's 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 a great. This has been a well, super long podcast. I'm gonna be surprised <laughs> if you made it all the way through. Was that the first time that we've ever hit two breaks? That is the first time we've ever hit two breaks. Wow. And the reason we have to do that is because our oh, camera shuts off at thirty minutes. Yeah. Sorry. We hit what? Sometimes right it's at nice twenty nine. Stretch for yeah, a second. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but but yeah. So God created. Man rebelled. God offered grace. That's 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 how first three chapters of the book we haven't even we're not even close. That's the first three Jesus. chapters, but really that sums up the whole book. God created, man rebelled, God offered grace. So uh, what are we going to be hitting next week? Do you think? So next week we'll just be continuing in Genesis. I don't really know how many chapters we'll cover. We'll have yeah, to look we'll at it to, and determine. But yeah. um, but but like I said, this will probably be one of one of the more the most deep episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as this Old Testament series goes, from here on we'll probably into. cover a lot of its narrative from here on, and there'll, there'll be st- um, points where we'll stop and say, okay, what are the implications and theological reflections that are mm-hmm. that are in this passage? Mm-hmm. But then there'll also be times where we're like, uh, this guy went and did this, and this guy went and did this, and and they're all tied together by this. Yeah. And you that's good I mean? to know. That's stuff. Yeah. That's very good to know. And we could also we'll point out times whenever it's like, hey, people miss this a lot. Right. This is very very important. You need to make sure to remember this for further down the line. Yeah, you know, right. because whenever somebody who maybe is a new fresh Christian and they're they're opening up their Bible for the first time and they're like, "Well, mm-hmm. starting in the beginning, Genesis, here we go," and then they're just like, "I'm missing all this stuff," and yeah. and they're like, "Yo, I've been reading my Bible. I read like six chapters yesterday," and I'm just like, "Whoa, whoa, wait a minute, you got to slow down a little bit." Like. There's stuff that you're probably missing, and mm-hmm. so that's what we'll there keep is. But I think out. there's also a time for reading big chunks. The, yeah, one of yes. the most beneficial times of my life, I read a, new, a a different book of the New Testament every all the way through every day. So like Shoot. one of that's one good. of the and some of them are really short. I mean, like right, you can read. James we skipped First Corinthians, or we took hour. like a, a five days on First Corinthians, like you right. know. But like all the Johns and Peters and all that kind of stuff, read them in one day. Right, and you just get the you get the good context of it, but then there's definitely another place to go back and look at it verse by verse by verse mm-hmm. and look at yes. all. Yes, so studying the Bible is something that takes a lifetime, right? 
Um, but but we want to also help you along, right? That's what the whole point of the show is. Help us along, and and, and help us along. I mean, we're just mm-hmm. average old old people, right? Average Joes. Average Joes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, I learned that I was originally intended for vegetarianism today. That was pretty interesting. That was cool. Yeah, so. and then but if then, you're not but older. Then, but then I learned that <laughs> get out. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, we're not old Earth. I know. It's, you said if you're not old Earth, if you're not new, get Earth. out. Sorry, how do you get out? Okay, I'll get out. Yeah. We're sorry for New My Earth bad. rules. My bad. But if you're old Earth, we still love you too. Yeah. You're just wrong. Just stop denying the authority of scripture. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> okay. Uh we love you guys. Thank you for tuning in. We'll be back with Genesis next week. Um look for the bonus episodes posting up on the weekdays. Oh yeah. Follow us on Twitter at Average Joe Theo. Um go to the website, averagejoetheology.com. Let us know what you think. And yeah, uh subscribe on your favorite podcast app. We love you guys. See you next time. Bye.